0: 1 Corinthians 1.10 it says I appeal to you brothers and sisters in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you but that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought I appeal to you that there would be no divisions among you, that you would be perfectly united in mind and thought, perfectly. Ephesians 4, 3, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Make every effort to keep the unity. Unity? Is so important to God it is vital it is crucial that's why it says make every effort this is so important this unity that you have to make effort you you can't sit back and let it happen you have to make effort to stay in unity we were, we were put on this earth. Every single one of us was put on this earth to be a vessel of God for him to move through us for his kingdom to come on this earth to destroy the works of the devil. That is why you are here. That is why every single person on this planet is here. That is their purpose, their simple purpose, and nothing else. That right there to please the Father, to do the will of the Father. And that is the will of the Father, to be a vessel of him. But many people stop right there thinking, I'm a vessel of God, God needs to move through me, period. But forget that we are part of a body. And that this kingdom that comes to this earth, it happens... When the body altogether is a vessel of God to come through. That's when his kingdom comes. That's why he says, when two or more agree, ask me, I will do it. If two or more, if I came out here by myself, not united with anyone else saying, I just want to do this myself. We wouldn't see all of us here today in God moving in power. There was some, Jantal, there she is. There was someone united in heart and mind. How do you be perfectly united? Perfectly, whoa, perfectly. It's not that, it it doesn't mean that you have to be on the same page, your same opinions about everything. That's not what it means. But it simply means that your one desire is the same, to please God. Like, for real, that's your one desire, to please God. And to please God is to love people. So, your biggest, your, your, your only mission, your only passion, your only mission is love God and love his people. And that's it, like nothing else. Like simply that, love God, love people. These are the only things that matter. So if you're both or all united on that, you're perfectly united. Because whenever anything else gets in the way, disagreements about certain things, you have different opinions of things, and so maybe inside you start to feel, you know, hate for the person, you start to feel jealousy for the person, etc. Because your number one passion, mission is the same, to love God, to please him, and to love people, then you're able to have victory over that devil's scheme, to bring hate and jealousy. Because you're like, no, number one is this. So I don't care. I don't care about that we disagree about something. I, I feel jealousy, but I push it away. I choose to not act on it, I choose to not speak on it. I'm choosing to love my brother, my sister, with my words, with my actions, with my prayers, everything. It's not hard for us to be perfectly united if we can just do that. If we can just do that. That's why we're here. It's simple. Love God and love people. That's it. And when we do that, God takes care of the rest. When we do that, God leads us unto all the details, everywhere we need to go, all the different careers or paths we need to be going he then puts his anointing when he sees that your number one passion is to love God and people. Everything's taken care of when we can just make that our biggest mission, our biggest passion. Hallelujah. So when you look in the Bible, you see you see God do such wonders when people are united. You, you see there was two disciples that were in prison and they united together and worshiped God in the midnight hour. And because they were united together, worshiping God, God made an earthquake to come, the prison doors to break open, and the jailer to give his life to Jesus and his whole family and be baptized. It was this, this army where there was people bigger than them, coming against them. But they chose to worship God together. Yes. Amen. Worship God together. And as they did that, when they did that, united, then the hand of God moved. Amen. The hand of God moved and took down their enemies, confused the enemy's camp where they fought each other. That's right. When they were united, There was another time where the disciples were facing so much persecution and they were ordered, you cannot speak the name of Jesus, and they come back to the rest of the disciples and uh, the rest of the, the people of God, the Christians, and they together prayed to God with faith and boldness, not fear, not a wimpy prayer of God, what's happening, I'm going to hide now because I don't want to be killed to say your name. No, with bold faith, with the leading of the Holy Spirit together, they prayed, Lord, give us strength and power and boldness to proclaim your word. You did it before with Moses. You can do it again now. We believe together. And when they did that together, the earth shook and they were moved with boldness. They preached with boldness and power. When they were united. Man, the body of Christ doesn't know the power of being united. Come on, come on, come on. But the thing is, is that our hearts should be, I want God's will to be done on this earth. I, I want people to be healed. I want people to be set free. I want God's church to be how he wants it, to be beautified. I want people to come to Jesus and know him. That should be our heart, but we need to know that that means that we need to have a heart for unity, for that to come. It's not like, God, I want your will to be done. Use me, Lord, and we just forget about everyone else. Use me. But we need to have this revelation. If I want this, if I really want God's heart, if I'm after God's heart, that means that I need to really be serious about unity. Like, that means I need to be serious about loving my brothers and sisters, loving my enemies, loving those who persecute me, even. It does not mean you have to feel warm and tingly about the person. But it simply means you, you choose to only speak life over that person. You cho- choose to see in the spiritual realm they are a child of God God loves them the devil is after them the devil has blinded them but they are still a child of God I have a heart for them to be free they're persecuting me and I'm a child of God We need to have a heart, we need to not get offense or get mad or lash out, but we need to instead have a heart. Lord, I don't want them to blaspheme your Holy Spirit. Lord, open up their eyes. Lord, I pray their eyes would be open. Lord, I pray they wouldn't be deceived anymore. But with love, love, like real love, not fake love, like may your eyes open. You know, blast something on social media. I pray their eyes will open. You know, they're, they're in the wrong. But, but instead, like, speak life only love. We don't need to blast people when we think they're in the wrong. Can we just have a heart in a secret place if we think they're wrong, if they've persecuted us, if we think they're in the wrong? And, 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 and we think we know man's heart, but God only knows their heart. So that's why we really should make sure we're just in the secret place praying and not publicly speaking bad about somebody. We could be wrong, right? It's not our job to judge. Our only job is to love. That's our only job is to love people. That's unity and there's so much division in the body of Christ, just like we see in, in the Gospels, as the, the Pharisees were people of God. They, they loved God. They thought they loved God. They thought they were living for God, the same God that Jesus worshiped and was the son of. The same God. But there was serious division, serious division. So much so that they were trying to stop the work of God. And that happens today. That, that same spirit happens today. And the devil knows, the devil knows the power of unity. So this is his big strategy to divide, to try to divide us. We gotta be smart in the spiritual realm and know the devil's strategy. Not just over like our personal life, but the body of Christ, the work of God. Think bigger because it's not about us. It's not about God using us. It's about God's will being done yeah. through his body. Not just me, through his body. It says in Mark three twenty, verse 21. Jesus was there. When his, when Jesus' family heard about this, they went to take charge of him. For they said, he is out of his mind. Imagine Jesus' own family were saying he is out of his mind. And, you know, that's kind of, it's really mind-blowing considering his family knew the, the story of Mary being conceived, whether they believed it or not. But they heard the story. And they knew Jesus. Like, Jesus' heart. Come on. Imagine knowing Jesus personally as a kid, as a teenager, as a t- in his 20s. Imagine knowing his heart. The most loving person you've ever met in your life. And now he's simply just walking in his ministry, loving on people, doing good things, bringing good fruit, healing the sick, casting out demons, and what do they say? His own family says he's out of his mind. Verse 22, and the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem says, he is possessed by Beelzebub. By the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. So now, the teachers of the law, so the people in the body of Christ in those days, the people of God, are saying that Jesus is casting out demons with the power of Satan. Once again, that is so shocking, because if you clearly look at Jesus, look at his heart, listen to his words, see the fruit of people's lives whom he ministered to. How ridiculous is it to say that? Especially considering that the devil is is the most evil creature of all kind. And they're seeing the most love they've ever seen. This is wild. Verse 23. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. He goes on to say, Truly I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and even slander they utter. But whoever blasphemies against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an an eternal sin. First of all, verse 24, it says, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. So this is a principle in the spiritual realm. If a kingdom, there's the devil's kingdom, there's the kingdom of God. So that truth, he's speaking about the devil's kingdom in this scenario, but it applies to the kingdom of God too. The kingdom of God cannot stand if it is divided. Right. The devil knows this, people. Right. Like, he's been around. He knows. This is his strategy. That's why he's put so much skepticism in people saying that they, they hear the word prophet and they immediately think false prophet. And they speak that for true prophets. You know, that's division. You know, that's even blasphemy in the Holy Spirit. The devil knows this. So, this is his strategy to try to divide us. And we need to get in our Bibles and read like this scripture right here. And know if I really want God's will, if I really want God's kingdom, I'm praying, God, let your kingdom come. Am I loving my neighbor? Am I making every effort to keep unity with my brothers and sisters, with my enemies? The Bible says, love your enemies. The Bible talks about how anybody can love their friends, people who are nice to them, who agree with them. Even the tax collectors do that. But they will only know that you are with me, that you are disciples of me, when you love your enemies. When you show the supernatural love of God working through you. And your enemies in this world usually are not the atheists. They're usually fine. Cool, you do you. You have your church. You do you. You know? Cool. I'm going to party. You go to church. That's fine. That's usually how atheists are. But the real enemies are usually the brothers and sisters of Christ who come with jealousy is the big one. So when we read about loving your enemies, that's applying to our brothers and sisters who are our enemies. So if we want God's kingdom to come, if we want him to be pleased, we're praying, use me, God! God can't use you when you're not loving your enemies. And then um, it says, now this is powerful, like we know this verse of the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, we, we know this verse, but I don't know how many people know where it comes from, with the context, but look at this. It was the, the, his own brothers in the Lord, because they were people of God, blinded by jealousy towards their brother. And they were speaking, you are not the Holy Spirit in this man. You are the devil. And Jesus says, that's blasphemy in the Holy Spirit. This is a warning for us. We don't have to be afraid of blaspheming the Holy Spirit if we can just love our enemies. Love every kind of brother and sister. It's not hard to not blasphemy the Holy Spirit. We don't to be afraid of it. But my gosh, we really should have the fear of God. Shouldn't we? Because this is the strategy of the devil, to, to pin brothers against another and have you speak against them so there's division number one and see if maybe even he can get you to blasphemy the holy spirit we got to be spiritual amen hallelujah and you're crying out god use me in power use me in anointing i want to cast that demons i want to heal the sick use me god but do you know how this anointing comes You can't be hating your brothers and sisters, the anointing won't come. You can't be speaking against. You have to be careful over every single word you speak, that you're only speaking love of people, that you're walking in a spiritual reality. I'm doing everything I can to keep unity in the spiritual realm in the body of Christ. The moment I speak death upon somebody, I'm messing things up in the kingdom of God. I'm causing division. I'm making God to not move as much. Number one, through you, yes, because now anointing can't come to you. But number two, you're literally causing division in the spiritual realm. Devil hears you speak death. Devil hears you uh, uh, speaking against a brother or sister. Devil hears you saying, I don't know if that's from God. I, I, think, that's, I think that might be the devil. And this... This is, this is a serious matter. We need to take things serious in the spiritual realm. And I know your eyes have been opened up by seeing deliverance. That the way that demons come in is when we open up doors. So we need to be, I mean, this is a really serious matter. I'm telling you, I'm very serious and sharp in the spiritual realm. I'm not going to let any door open up. I'm watching over my words because I know the spiritual truth. I'm not, because what happens is when you speak something uh, negative towards a brother or sister, you speak that, the devil hears you speak that. He comes with strategy and literally then sends like-minded people to you who are blinded by the enemy. And now you just gotten yourself in a rut. Before, you're just kinda of playing with uh what's the word? You're gambling, you know? Cuz we know when we speak bad words it's not a good thing, right? So you, eh. but once you've done that, now the devil comes with his strategy. And he brings lies coming through other people. He brings the devil's words specifically to you. Because the door is opened. You see how now it's not it's not just about you not walking with the power of God now, but now you've caused Division in the body of Christ You can cause other people to be deceived. I mean, that's what the Pharisees were doing Right they were spreading these rumors and and people were getting confused They were saying don't go listen to Jesus. He's of the devil Let me show you all of the Word of God that he goes against and now people who are blessed by Jesus ministry now They're confused and some are even led astray It's time we get serious in the spiritual realm. Amen? Amen. Matthew 7.22, it says, On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. And God says, but I never knew you. And what we see is, we see that Pharisee spirit coming and saying that to people. Like, accusing people of that. Saying, like, this is, this is them, God's gonna say, I never knew you. When, when we are so prideful to really speak that, we shouldn't even be really thinking that, that's not our job to make those judgments. We don't know people's hearts, amen? amen. But when we go to the extent of even speaking that, you become blinded, you become like a Pharisee. So now you're, 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 living like you're thinking righteously, living for God, when this whole time you were persecuting God. Just like Jesus said to Paul, Paul was on a mission to protect God, to stand for the truth. Paul, who was Saul, Saul before. Saul, he was on a mission. He felt like he was being the most godly person, the most noble person for God. But what does Jesus say? Why are you persecuting me, Saul? So, so when we judge, judge and you will be judged. Then God can judge you. When you judge, he won't judge you when you don't judge. So we see people say, ah, I think this person, that God will never know them when they get to heaven. That's judgment. And so those are actually the people who God says that to. It's not our job to judge, amen? Amen. Our only job is to love. To love. Don't let your mind go dark places about brothers and sisters. If you have hunches or, or feelings like someone is doing something wrong or in the wrong, just pray for them. Just pray for them. Let God deal with them. Let God do the defending. Let God do the exposing. You just pray for them. You just love them. You intentionally love them with that spiritual knowledge of the way that God's will can be done is when I love every single one of my brothers and sisters. Even the ones I feel are doing weird things. I must love all of them. That is when, can we, that's being spiritual. That's being spiritual. Hallelujah. Um, the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians twelve twenty one. Just as the human body is one, though it has many parts that together form one body, so too is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all immersed and mingled into one single body. And no matter our status, whether we are Jews or non-Jews, oppressed or free, we are all, we are all privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit, which is the greatest privilege, the greatest joy that we could ever have. Amen. In fact, the human body is not one single part, but rather many parts mingled into one. So if the foot were, say, were to say, to the, since I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it is forgetting that it is still a vital part of the body. Think of it this way, the whole body were just an eyeball, how could it hear sounds? And if the whole body were just an ear, how could it smell different fragrances? but God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. A diversity is required, for if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions but one body. Verse 21, it would be wrong for the eye to say to the hand, I don't need you. And equally wrong if the head said to the foot, I don't need you. In fact, the weaker our parts, the more vital and essential they are. The body parts we think are less honorable, we treat with greater respect. And the body parts that need to be covered in public, we treat with propriety and clothe them. But some of our body parts don't require as much attention. Instead, God has mingled the body parts together, giving greater honor to the lesser members who lacked it. He has done this intentionally so that every member would look after the others with mutual concern and so that there will be no division in the body. In that way, whatever happens to one member happens to all. If one suffers, everyone suffers. If one is honored, everyone rejoices. So it's time we see each other as equally important. This is how we should see our brothers and sisters, whether we disagree with them or not, whether we think they're doing weird things or not. Amen. Whether we think they're lukewarm, we think they're deceived, whatever. If they say they're a child of God, if they say Jesus is my Lord, if they speak that, because that's the truth. When you speak that, it's time to say that's my brother, that's my sister. I love them. Nothing else matters. You can disagree with them completely. You can think they're doing bad things. You can think they're the most lukewarm Christian. You can think they're completely deceived. But you say, that's my brother. That's my sister. I love them. I need them. If you're the hand, you need the foot. I need that. I need that. You're you're the eyes. I need the foot so I can see what's over there to take me here. We we need, we need the whole body, we need all of us. God is moving through all of us uniquely and uniquely beautiful. And it's God moving through everyone. We should see each other with such respect and honor like the Holy Spirit lives in you. I respect you, I honor you. The Holy Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit, you're a temple. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. We should be seeing each other in the spiritual realm. Holy Spirit chose to live in you. I respect you. Are we seeing like that? We got to start looking in the spiritual realm. Holy Spirit moves in you, and you're the foot, and you, and you can, God, God needs you. He's only moving through you in a way that he can't move through anybody else. I honor you. I'm grateful for you. I need you. I need what God's going to do through my God, you for me. My God, my God. You're the ear. God's moving in a way that he cannot move through anybody else but you. God himself is moving through you. So I need Jesus coming through you with the ear. I need you. I need God moving through you. I'm so grateful for you. I honor you. Holy Spirit's in you and moving through you. And because of you, his kingdom is being expanded because of you. We got to see our brothers and sisters like that. The problem is, is there's so much jealousy. There's so much jealousy because people are so worldly minded. I want to look important. I want to look good. I want to have status. I want to have fame, which is completely of the world. Yo, that's that's completely of the world. That's not spiritual at all. We are supposed to die to ourselves, die to our carnal man that thinks that way, because that's how the world thinks. We're supposed to put that to death and say, I am a servant of Jesus now. I am a servant and I don't care about man's approval. I don't care how people see me. I don't care about my status. I only care about how God sees me. I only care about pleasing him and serving him. And if you don't naturally feel that way, make the attention to. No, that doesn't happen. Magic, natural, poof, you become a Christian and you're just that way naturally. It doesn't happen that way. It comes by renewing your mind, taking the initiative. Remember, it says make every effort to keep unity. Here's how we can make every effort. Renew your mind with this spiritual truth. I'm a servant of the Lord. You're starting to feel I care about what people think of me. I want to look important. I feel jealousy towards this person, I'm comparing. (laughs) You start feeling that way. You send those thoughts coming from the devil to hell. You resist the devil so he can flee for you. You don't accept them as they're myself. You recognize, come on, those are voices coming from the devil. I resist them and I'm gonna renew my mind with the Word of God. I'm going into that Word of God, I'm going back to that sermon on in August, whatever today's date is, in the middle of August at Revival in the Park. I'm going back to that, I'm writing notes, I'm speaking the verses out loud. I'm a servant of God, I'm a servant of God. I only care about God's approval. If I cared about man's approval, then I wouldn't be a servant of God, Paul says that's my truth that's my truth that's my truth that's my truth and you'll change your heart will change when you do that this is spiritually how we change when we renew our mind and speak the truth and reject the lies it's simple hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord so there's so much jealousy we have to push away because that's the devil's scheme just like it was with the pharisees just like it was with Joseph's brothers. It was his own brothers. Why did Joseph's brothers put him in the pit? It's because he was shining the glory of God. He was shining, he had the favor of God on him. He he had a beautiful cloak, that's a symbol of God's favor resting upon him, of the anointing resting upon him. And they let jealousy enter them, and they tried to kill him. It was Saul, Saul, King Saul, it was jealousy. He was a brother of David. They were brothers in the Lord. They were men of God, anointed men of God together. But he allowed jealousy to come in. David wasn't doing anything wrong. David was blessing him, was casting out demons from him when he played the harp. But he allowed jealousy to come in. And that's when he tried to kill him. That's when we see that division come. So the devil is coming with the same strategy today, and we need to be aware of this body of Christ. I'm telling you that the devil is going to try to come with this strategy. So this is a warning and direction for you, for all of us, as the body of Christ, to be aware of that jealousy spirit coming, that division spirit coming, that spirit trying to get you to even blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Those are the strategic schemes of the devil, which is just like what he did in the Gospels through the Pharisees. That's the strategy that's coming. So we have to be aware of this, aware of how the devil works, and be ready to have victory, to fight back when those lies come. And we need to renew our minds to know that we are servants. We are servants. All of these body parts, we need each other. We need each other, and it's it's important to know that. Don't look up, don't, don't, don't get jealous of people of God with platforms, with anointing. Don't get jealous of that, because you need to first understand that when God calls people, raises people, anoints people, when that anointing is allowed to come, it's because they are really being servants. We have to get out of our mind, like we, we stay in the world's mind of like, I see a platform in the Christian world, and you think it's like the, world, the world's world. If you're wanting fame and status, go to the world for that. Because if, you're trying, if you want to be anointed, you want to have a platform at the same time you're wanting fame, it's not gonna come. The anointing's not gonna come, number one. Number two, you're not gonna wanna be anointed because the Bible says that to whom much is given, much is required. Luke twelve forty eight. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. This is truth, this is a truth right here. That all of us as body parts, we are all servants and we are all called to serve God. To be servants of him. Servants. Serve. Have our eyes focused on serving. Being consumed with serving. But the more that God transforms you into his image. The more usable you are. The more anointing he can put in you. The more influence he can give you. Responsibility he can give you. The more he requires. The more service. We're all called to be servants. But I'm telling you that the more Jesus is able to mold you to deny your flesh even more, because there's always more. He says we're being transformed into the image of God being perfected. There's always more. We can always be more perfected. So what happens, and I found this, what happens is the more that you allow God to transform you, your life changes where maybe you... you, (laughs) You served God a lot, but maybe you had, like, a lot of downtime or something. Like, yeah, this is my time to serve God, and then I'm, like, chilling, downtime, you know. But the more that God transforms you so, you so you are able to not deny your flesh even more and serve God even more and more and more and more, the more he requires. You become, like, a slave to Christ. <laughs> you do. You do. You do. And you become so, like, such a slave to Christ. And just every moment of your day, just consumed with God, I want to please you. And God, you've given me so much. You've entrusted me with so much. You've entrusted me with anointing. I could never displease you, Lord. I never want to not be in your will. And that, like, consumes you every day. And it's a beautiful thing. But it's not the, like, Woohoo! let me enjoy status. <laughs> it's not that. Like, your life is, con- you can't even see that. You cannot see applause of men. You cannot see praises of men. You cannot see the benefits that people think of getting any kind of platform in Christian world or not. You, you can't see it. You can't take it in because you are so consumed with serving God, with being a slave, You are so consumed with Lord. I never want to be a step out of your will. I never want to open up any door for the devil. I never want your people to not receive what you put in me because you're counting on me. Your people out there, they need this anointing. They're suffering, and this is so serious what you've given me. I never want to mess up. It's not fear, but it's a deep fear of God that you are consumed with, that you cannot see any of the the, the benefits that the jealous people think that you'll have. You see? Hallelujah. So it's time we throw this jealousy away, amen? Let's just serve God. You know, look at, look at, look at Elijah and Elisha. You know what I was talking about? You're serving, you're serving, you're serving. God's will is to go glory to glory. God's will is to do even greater things. Jesus put himself to be outdone. He wasn't greedy. He's proud to use you more than was recorded in what he did. That's the heart of God, and that's the heart of God that he wants us to have. So we are all to—we are all benefits to each other because, remember, God's moving through us in, in a unique way. Amen. So instead of being jealous of one another and wanting what somebody else has, we're seeing it completely wrong. We're supposed to be like, this person's a blessing for me. God wants to move through them for me. Hallelujah! Thank God for you. Like, Elijah was doing such extraordinary miracles. You know Elijah in the Bible? Yeah. And he says, Elisha, follow me. And Elisha started with nothing, was not doing any miracles at all. He was a nobody. And Elisha, gets his mantle gets a double portion, is doing greater miracles than Elijah. Yeah. This is God's way, by the way. It's not about us. It's about God moving through us and God having his way. God released more anointing to this person than what I have. That's the heart of God. So imagine if Elisha got jealous of Elijah. Imagine what would happen. We're blessings for one another. We're blessings for one another. And those same people that the devil puts those jealous things like comparison, jealousy, those are the same people that are blessings for you, that God wants to release anointing through you to do maybe even greater things than that person's doing. (sighs) This is the truth, hallelujah. So now with this revelation, we are free to unite, amen? Amen. We are free to unite. We know the devil's strategy now. When we get that jealous feeling towards somebody, when we get that I wish I could be them, I wish I had what they had, we know we can spot what the devil's doing. We can say, ah, they're a blessing for me. God wants to move them through them for me. I'm gonna love them, I'm gonna honor them, I'm gonna make the devil mad and do the opposite of what he wants me to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for your precious word of God that speaks truth, that pierces against every lie of the devil. We thank you, Jesus, for our brothers and sisters. We thank you for your beautiful ways that you work through a body we thank you Jesus we bless all of our brothers and sisters the Bible says to bless those who persecute you pray for them pray for your enemies
1: this is what the devil
0: hates and I see right now something big happening in the spiritual realm now when I mean, we actually do what God says. And to bless, to pray for our enemies, for those who persecute us. Let's take a moment right now to pray for them. People in your life, forgive them, bless them. Pray for them right now, right now. You can say them by name. Those people who have hurt you people who have abandoned you, speaking bad things about you, were jealous of you, made up lies about you, backstabbed you, your brothers and sisters in Christ, church hurt that you've had from leaders, pastors. Pray for them right now. Bless them right now. Let's show God that we really care about unity, that we really care about his kingdom standing for this revival to grow and spread. Pray with your own words right now. Thank you, Jesus. We bless every person who's persecuted us, who's made lies about us, who's spoken lies about us, who's believed wrong about us, who's hurt us, who's backstabbed us, who's betrayed us. We bless them we bless them we bless them what we bless them we bless them we love them i love them i love them i love you i love them i don't want bad for them i want the best for them i want them to be blessed have mercy upon them lord maybe some of them you know people who's with the holy spirit Have mercy on them, Lord. Like how Moses cried to God, have mercy upon them. That's a beautiful heart that God wants us to have. God was ready to kill all sorts of people, and Moses says, have mercy upon them, Lord. Have mercy upon them, Lord. Let's do this for the sake of Jesus' move, for his kingdom. Every way the devil tried to come and bring division, this is removing that now. It's using what the devil meant for evil, for good. Because we're sending love to people we wouldn't usually even send love to Bless them Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Have mercy upon them. May their eyes open up, Lord Reveal to them show them We declare the devil's schemes to blind them To be destroyed in Jesus name May hearts softened May hearts soften. Bring them dreams God bring them visions God Bring them encounters, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just say now, I love my brothers and sisters. I commit to uniting as a body of Christ. I commit to only speaking life about my brothers and sisters and to my brothers and sisters thank you jesus thank you lord hallelujah i speak healing to all of the hurt that you've received from brothers and sisters in christ from church hurt I speak healing in your hearts now from ways that it was taken personally. May your eyes open be up, opened up now that it wasn't your fault, it wasn't you were being a bad person, but it was a scheme of the devil. May your eyes open up now and may you receive healing now in Jesus' name. I remove those hurtful words out of you now in Jesus' name, the, the, the haunting that it would come, the haunting of those evil words spoken to you. The haunting of the rumors about you I remove that off of you now in Jesus name be healed now be healed now in your heart now in Jesus name thank you Jesus may this anointing come upon you now and give you a heart of God for you to save people with such love for you to see people in the spiritual realm like never before. That when they're mean, when they're mean to you, you would see in the spiritual realm and know the devil's trying in their life. But I love them, I love them. May this heart come in you now like never before. May your spiritual eyes open up like never before to see people differently, how God sees from today. May you only be a vessel of God from today, never a vessel of the enemy who speaks to death. Only a vessel of God, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.